You're listening to the No Gray Areas podcast with Patrick McCullough. Our special guest today is Carolyn Jones. She's a human trafficking survivor who is now a national speaker, helping thousands of young girls heal from their trauma. By sharing her story, she urges us to do the same and acknowledge the past hurt in our lives so that we may heal. Let's listen in. Carolyn Jean <laughs> Jones, we are back together. It's been, we, we uh, for the listeners, um, you and I spent a lot of years uh, speaking together. You were in a documentary that I was part of making a lot of years ago. But you have a fascinating story, a story that has a lot of pain in it, a lot of tragedy in it, but also a story that led to a lot of triumph as well. But you you grew up in the inner city of Phoenix, right? You grew up in a, yes. in a broken home. At uh, 13, you were raped. Um, you became a, a teenage mom. Uh, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, yes. prostitution. You've been shot. You've been stabbed. Yeah. Your sister was killed by a serial killer here in Greater Phoenix. So, I mean, just a, a lot of tragedy in your story, but mm -hmm. it led to you sharing your story with people, and there was a lot of triumph. And there's been a lot of healing in people's lives, right? And, yes. And when we used to talk, you used to talk about this bus stop moment. That was a turning moment for you um, over a decade ago. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. First of all, I just want to say I'm so honored, proud. I get to do this again with my best friend. Yeah. I'm really honored for this moment, and that was a very hard time. And through that documentary and through that story and through us speaking, it allowed me to get healed. Mm. It allowed me to go explore places and areas in my life where I probably never would have got in touch with. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that day when... I was just had I was at a loss. Everything I felt like I was homicidal, suicidal. I felt like it was like the enemy just wanted me dead. It's like the whole world had changed. I felt so hopeless, so down. And that that serial killer was going around just killing these women, killing my friends, killing people all around. Women that had been on drugs, women that had been prostitutes. Some of them wasn't even as worse as I was. Mm. And I found myself that night off of Seventh Street in Van Buren where I had been walking the streets and I got so tired. I was so broken. I was hungry. I was dirty. I was tired. I was scared. I was lonely. I was broken. I sat at this bus stop and it seemed like the whole world just stopped moving. It's always cars driving on Van Buren. It was no cars moving. No whole felt like you were the only person in the, the world. The whole yeah. world. And I just remember just screaming, crying, hollering to the what top of my voice is like I was having a mental breakdown, emotional breakdown. I knew that I was off the chain. And I just remember crying. And nobody heard me. Nobody said, shut up. Nobody said I was disturbing the peace. And I was screaming and hollering mm. because I didn't know how to deal with the, tr the trauma. I didn't know how to feel with mm -hmm. the pain. I didn't know how to deal with the shame and the way my life had what it become. I didn't know how to deal with it emotionally. Yeah, and what were you screaming and crying that night? What were you asking for? I was asking for help. Mm -hmm. I was just, anybody help me. I was asking God, just give me another chance to get it right. Mm -hmm. Just get me out of this. If you give me another chance just to get my life back, get my joy back, get my peace back, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll say what you say, say. I'll go wherever you say go. I'll do whatever you tell me. If just give me one more chance at redemption, to redeem my life and to get it right and get me back with my family, get me back in a place you want me to be. I just want it to be whole again, Pat. Yeah. And Carolyn, the amazing thing was that 
God answered you in those prayers, right? Like he did, you, you, you went into some rehab programs. You and I met when we were making that documentary. You were, you were the star of that documentary, Carolyn. <laughs> yeah. you. And God, God used your story in so many people's lives. Like re- remember how many times we spoke and there'd be a line of women yes. that would be in tears and you would just hug them and cry yes. with them and, 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 and help them feel their hurt. And they have some of the first time, some of them ever ever shared with anybody some of the pain. Yes. So so God did that in an amazing way. But but you and I thought that that was kind of where the story was going to end. We were right. just going to go. But then after over 10 years, right, of it, being 13. clean and sober, you had a relapse. It was 13 years. 13 years. Of just so happy speaking, helping mm-hmm. other women get healed, helping other women get free, and just so grateful that now my life is back and I'm mm-hmm. walking in the call that I'm supposed to be in. And, and all of a sudden, I realized I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't deal with my trauma. I was talking about stuff, and I was willing. Yes, I'll go, let's, let's save these children. Let's do whatever it takes. Let's get free. But in a lot of the areas, I didn't get free from trauma. Yeah, I was able to let the drugs go. I was able to let the alcohol go. They able to let the prostitution go. But the trauma and the reason why I was doing it and how I led to my life, that I didn't tap into. Yeah, yeah. and that was one of the things when... Um, you know, I, I, I'm so, you're, it's a miracle we're sitting here together. I mean, our <laughs> listeners have no idea. Yes. I remember when you relapsed and Carolyn and yeah. um, man, I was heartbroken for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember when we were looking for you. Yeah. And I remember that day we found you. Yes. And, um, you you discovered though in that journey that followed that that um, wasn't your addictions. It, it was the trauma. I mean, you went back to some addictions, but when you started going through some of the counseling for it, that's where you found out that um, your your counselor helped you realize it, it's not the addictions. That's a secondary thing. It was the trauma that you had never dealt with. Yes. And I know, I know that our listeners, all of our listeners, have had trauma in their life. This is why it's so good for them to hear. And that's where you're at in life now, right? Is you're working through some of the trauma that happened. You clear back when you were a little girl, when you were 13, when you were, that you would kind of pushed away and you pushed away with addictions for a long time. Then you pushed away with going out and speaking and trying to healing and help other people, but had never dealt with that yourself. Correct? That is exactly what happened. Yeah. And that's where you are now, right? That's where I'm at now is to deal with some of the mental, emotional trauma. Like even now I'm diagnosed with severe depression, mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress disorder, is basically undealt with trauma. Mm-hmm. And um, because we go through stuff, but we don't get through it. I went through a lot of stuff, so I'm just so grateful. I made it through and I survived that, but I never dealt with and I was so grateful that day when you all came, you, my pastor, you, and Anna, all of my friends, my closest people came and did an intervention on me. Yeah. And then y'all finally recognized that, wait a minute, and it was like I was screaming, saying, no, it's not the problem, it's the drugs, and it's not the problem. It's emotionally and mentally in these voices that's in my head that keep telling me I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, I can't do it, all of this shame and condemnation, and when it comes back, I can't deal with the trauma of it mm-hmm. because now I'm on stage. I'm supposed to act like I got it all together. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And I'm supposed to be helping, but then I wasn't able to help myself. Yeah. And I didn't know how to explain because I could talk about drugs. I could talk about prostitution. I can talk about being molested. I can talk about being a dropout. But I could not talk about mental illness. I could not talk about the trauma that I dealt with because mm -hmm. that's like a stigma, especially even in my neighborhood. You yeah. don't talk about that. Yeah. You know, it's like a stigma. And that's what I hate so bad. Yeah. It's because a lot of people, women like me, a lot of young men, and I found we have to be tough. My, my brother Sam said, you're not supposed to cry because people think you're weak. And so I held a lot of things that hurt inside. And now, in all kind of different ways, this anger, this hurt that started off with being a hurt little girl. Mm -hmm. Nobody never comforted me when I was molested. Mm -hmm. Nobody never said that that was wrong. So I carried that hurt, that shame, that pain, that guilt all inside of me. Yeah. And then yeah. it came out. And now I'm able to look at the trauma and say, okay, you know what? I've had some bad experiences. Yeah. I'm ready to face them head on. I'm ready to talk about it, get free, get open, get raw, get transparent, get real about what I experienced. Yeah. And that was the amazing thing, Carolyn, is when, when you and I spoke, you were always transparent and open. You know, I remember you telling those stories and we talked about that, you know, when you were 13 and you were raped and then you went hoping that someone was going to hug you and say, hey, this is going to be better. We're going to walk with you through this. But instead, they were like, don't talk about it. Move on. Then you had to carry all that. But you talked about all of that for yes. years. But you still didn't realize how much that trauma was with you, right? And how it was affecting you holistically, right? Physically, spiritually, emotionally, yes. socially. And that's what started coming out then 13 years later. Yes. You had another relapse, but it was really about the trauma, wasn't it? It was more about the trauma. Yeah. And I was screaming to the top of my voice to the point where I had to say, act like I don't have a drug problem. Okay, there's still something wrong. There's mm -hmm. still something physically, mm -hmm. emotionally wrong mm -hmm. that's going on. I said, most of the time when I'm out there, I don't even want drugs. I hate drugs. They don't do them and make me look crazy and paranoid. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be free, so I was walking around there. So a lot of times, mental illness is often go misdiagnosed. Yeah. Cause you'll just label, how oh, that's just them homeless bombs. They just walking around here. They don't want to get a job. They don't want to do this. But in fact, they, there's a lot of people out there that they just have a lot of mental issues yeah. and emotional issues and they don't know how to handle yeah. it. But they'll get labeled right in there, which yeah. nobody should get labeled because even on drugs, you know, mm -hmm. it was all emotional baggage and garbage yeah. and trauma. Yeah. When, when you use the word mental illness, when you say mental illness, what, what do you mean by that? I mean like emotional, mentally. So much have happened, just like a person been in the war. Yeah. And There's scars. Yeah, they, they came back, they safe, they're scars. Like they can go to the army. Like even now, I can show you a stab wound. I can show you where I got shot with a gun. But the scars that I can show and wasn't able to show, those hurt the worst. The hardest it, to heal. They, they the hardest to heal is the scars emotional. So when I've been diagnosed and finally getting diagnosed and accepting the fact that, yes, I have some emotional trauma. Yeah. But I thought I was strong because I went through so much. I'm bad. You know, I'm strong, girl. Mm -hmm. But and I, in fact, I was just very weak mm -hmm. and full of hurt. And the hurt turned into anger and the shame and guilt, condemnation. It's like, you know what? You're stuck like this. Nobody's going to understand that. You know, you put yourself in this position. You're the one who used those drugs. You're the one who lived that life. Mm -hmm. So now you're the one who went and sold your body 
So now emotionally, it's like, no, you think you're doing all this stuff. And so nobody, you know, nobody's going to help a drug addict. Nobody's going to help a prostitute. But then what about the hurt little girl that's hurting inside, that's crying out, wanting help? Nobody's going to help her neither. That's why it's so important to recognize that everybody is going through something. Everybody's trauma is different. Somebody's story might not be the same as mine, but we all been in those broken places. Like it's like, wow, why can't I just get right? And trying to people please and become a people pleaser, trying to get, you know, be something that I'm not. I just want to be whoever I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I still have challenges and I still have my struggles, but you know, I've done worse, but I've done better too. Yeah. But whatever. I just want to be the authentic Carolyn, whoever Carolyn Jean Jones is. That's all I want to be, as is. And Carolyn, that's been, I've known you now for, I, I think, 13 years, 14 years. And that's what I love about you is I've seen this journey. I've seen some ups and downs. We've both had ups and downs in the last 13 years. Yes. Um, you've had some really low points at times, but I keep seeing a Carolyn who keeps <laughs> trying to become the authentic Carolyn. And that's part of the way that you're working through your trauma. I think one of the things that, that, that trauma does sometimes, and you're the one that taught me this, is that when a traumatic event happens, that sometimes you don't get beyond that point, right? So yes. I've come to know, I've come to see the 13-year-old Carolyn a couple of times. And you're yes. the one that taught me this, Carolyn. Yes. So when we found you after that one relapse, I'll never forget the Carolyn that ran up to me that day and hugged me was mm-hmm. the 13-year-old yes. Carolyn that had been wounded deeply, mm-hmm. but it was trauma that it's, it, it had never allowed you to move past that in some areas of your life, right? Yes, and that's the truth. It's kind of like wherever you stop feeling, wherever a trauma is, sometimes emotionally, I'm still a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. So I will, as a grown woman, will respond like a 13-year-old girl. Mm-hmm emotionally I can still handle stuff. It's like, wow, that's so petty, that's so small. But emotionally, it's not small to me because that's where I got stuck. And that's what that's what trauma does, right? Yes, right. It keeps you stuck right there. You don't get past that trauma, yeah. whatever age it is. So in a lot of ways, I think I'm like a smart 15-year-old now <laughs> <laughs> that have been through some stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, yeah. that, that that's a cocky 15-year-old yeah. that recognize, you know what? Life is hard, but, you know, and it is so sad when mental illness and trauma, we get misdiagnosed so much. Yeah. And that's the painful thing. It's like, no, I'm screaming. No, it's like someone taking you into the hospital and you saying they want you to amputate your leg. It's like, no, no, it's not my leg. That's the problem. It's my arm. Yeah. But they study trying to take you and cut your leg off. So the arm's not getting any better. In arms, you can't even raise your hand for help. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's how you felt. That's how I felt. Did you did you know that though? Did you or did you have to discover that? I tried to explain that, but I didn't have words because see where I come from, you don't talk about mental illness. You don't talk about the voices. And it's not the voices like evil voices. It's my own voice and condemnation. Yeah. yeah. That 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 keeps reminding me, you know, the like it's like I love that song, the voice of truth to tell yeah. me a different story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it's like, but my own voice, yeah. hearing these voices, it's like, you know, messed up again. Just look at you. Oh, you nasty. Look, don't nobody even care about you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna help you. You done messed up again. Mm-hmm. You done done it again. You know, you're finished. 
You done received a reward from the government for triumph over tragedy. Now look, you right back out here on the whole stroll. And more shame than And more shame. Yeah. And then you find yourself out there and the enemy telling you, I'm on McDowell. The enemy says, just run in the street, just run in the street. Busy yeah. as McDowell could be. Yeah. Telling you, run in the street, just run in the street. And you have to fight those voices through mental illness, through the drug addiction, through the shame and the guilt. You have to fight against that voice. Yeah. You know, yeah. the person that just um, tripped you out, the person that just um, jumped on you and hit you, and you've been abused, emotionally and physically abused, and one night you're out there. And that's my last bus stop on McDowell, and the enemy was telling me, just run in the street. That's before y'all got me. So that was... But but to help the listeners understand the bus stop story you told earlier, yes. this was thirteen years later. Yes, and that you were homicidal and suicidal yes. at that bus stop thirteen years earlier, but you found yourself there again. Found myself right back in the different same, bus stop, but same place. Yes, emotionally. But now instead of me crying out for help, the enemy is trying to tell me to kill myself, suicide, mm. and I'm already homicidal. It's like the next person that hurt me, the per next person that. Uh, uh, um, disrespect me, the person that hit me, the next person is, I'm just going to kill him. I'm just going to do something to him. I'm not taking no more pain from nobody. Yeah. And I was just in a very, very bad place where the next time anybody, and I remember sitting, walking up and down McDowell Street, I had boots on and I had a knife in my boot. I said, the next person that disrespect me, I'm just going to try to cut their head off. That's mm -hmm. how I felt. That's how, yeah. So That's how were. bad the trauma and the pain and how deep. And here, sitting here, there's no way I can even hurt anybody in my own mind. Mm -hmm. But the rage and the trauma and the, the, the lifestyle it's like, you just, you know what, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Just leave me alone because now it's suicide. Mm -hmm. It's homicide and suicide, mm -hmm. you know. And I can see how a lot of times people, um, I don't oppose to, I, you know, I don't uphold to nobody that go and commit suicide, serial killer. Sometimes people just go crazy, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I, I can because because you real you were there. You, you felt were, like yes. you were there. It's like the next yeah. person is like I can see. How people yep. can just snap, yeah, and just snap because you know what? Nobody understands. Yeah, it's like I'm trapped with this, and so now you're living in this little hell in your own head. It's in your own head. So now you're trapped inside your own mind and your own body, and there's nobody going to help you because the voices are telling you to messed up too much. It sounds very lonely. It's very hurtful, painful, shame, lonely, empty, yeah. hopeless. Yeah. Is very a hopeless state of mind, body, and soul. You hopeless, and you know, and you know that you got people like you. I know I had you. I know I had charm. I know I had your whole family for years and years. I know that there was people that cared about me, and so that's what pulls you out. Is someday that spirit of truth to come through there and to let you know you're not alone. This ain't who God designed for you to be. This is not how your life. This is not how your story going to end. Oh no, you got people that care about you. You 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 know you got people that'll be there for you. You're making. Then it was really hard because I had been saved before and delivered before, and say, you're choosing because you know what to do. You might not like, like the options and the choices that you have to do to get there, but you're going to have to sacrifice, Carla. Yeah. And every day I find myself still sacrificing. I'm not all there, but I'm not all gone neither. Those voices, I can tell them, <laughs> shut the hell up. You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. not, I can yeah. tell them because I, I know the truth. I know the voice. Yeah. Yeah. And I know condemnation. 
And I know that I am not that. That's what I've been through. I am not what I've been through. Yeah. I know today that there is hope. You know, and I, I'm grateful. I'm you're, grateful. You're doing the hard work of healing now, aren't you? Yes, it yeah. is very but, hard. But I think you've always been doing that. I mean, those those 13 years where you were clean and sober, you were you were healing in those years. Yes. You just didn't realize that the, the level of trauma. That's exactly right. 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 Well, Carolyn, there's I know there's nobody listening right now who can't connect. I mean, maybe they don't have the exact story you have, but everyone has had some kind of trauma. Everyone has had some kind of hurt. Something's been said to them or done to them. A lot of the listeners have maybe not shared that with anyone else. They're carrying that deep within them and they're feeling the shame of that. What would you say to them? You can't heal from what you won't reveal. Hmm. If you don't reveal it, if you don't talk about it, if you don't say this is a challenge that I'm struggling in this area, you'll be stuck and then you'll pass on those generational curses to your children, to your grandchildren, in a cycle of addiction and prostitution and molestation and drugs that won't be broken. You have somebody else's blood on your hand. It's not all about you. You're probably the one that's been chosen to get healed so the family can be healed to take a risk and get free, no matter how scary it is. This is scary for me to say this stuff, but it's not about me. I got grandbabies, I got daughters, I got family members, I got little princesses and little cousins that think I'm something special. And it's not about me anymore. It's like sometimes we have to take assignments that that was not our own, no choice. Sometimes you have to uh, take on a position that by... You're unfortunate. I didn't choose to be. I wanted to be a nurse. I didn't want to be this, all these things. Mm. But I am a nurse right now. Yeah, I get are. to go and take care of my cousins, my grandkids. I get to be honest. I get to help them heal. Yeah. As I heal and still let them know that now I'm still struggling. Mm -hmm. I'm still got some issues. I'm not all there. And I don't want to even get there mm -hmm. until I'm there, wherever yeah. there is. Yeah. Carolyn, thank you so much. You are one of my heroes. I've <laughs> my always hero. told you that. You, you're going to be my hero no matter what happens, no matter what you do. You're always going to be one of my heroes. It's a great word to leave with today. You said uh, you're not going to heal unless you reveal it, right? That's right. So true. I, I, wanna, I want you to come back next week. Okay. Um, we're we're going to talk more about forgiveness. Oh, yeah. Because that's one of the things you've wrestled through, isn't it? It's, it's to forgive the people that have hurt you. So we're going to talk about that next week. Carolyn, I love you, sister. Thank you, We're family. Brother. Anybody who's watching this can see we're family. We look we alike. We are family. Yeah. That's right, my light-skinned brother. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> love you, sister. Love you, too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the No Gray Areas podcast. To dive deeper into the story, be sure to subscribe, follow us on social media, and check out nograyareas.com.